Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sport's same-game multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And if you join, and look, you've got to join, don't forget to use the promo code UNFILTERED, designed specifically for our listeners, you legends, and they'll treat you like kings, guaranteed. Welcome to the shit, real footy talk with footy players. We don't give opinions because let's face it, if you wanted an opinion, you'd invite your mother-in-law over for the weekend. We're the podcast that gives you the superstars and their stories told by them. A cracking lineup of guests talking everything from footy to fathers and even the most random of topics. There's some seriously funny humans in this game. Welcome to the hottest podcast on your device. Welcome to the Weekly Wodge. You've been warned. One of the things I love about footy and have done over the last generation is watching young men, young men that I knew as babies, make their mark on the game following their famous fathers. William Bubba Kennedy played with the Balmain Tigers in the mid-late 90s, could play too, and he represented country origin as well. His baby boy, his pride and joy, is now doing his thing for the Sharks. Will Kennedy, obviously... Mate, you were too young to actually remember Dad, uh, but what have you been told or seen about Dad as a footballer? Yeah, um, I've met a lot of coaches that have um, known known about him and yep. um, watched him play. Um, I think, yeah, they've just told me he's a little stocky, fast, fast on his feet, and um, zippy fella. So, and yeah, I remember watching his videotapes as well um, when I was a young boy and. Um, yeah, he's just uh, very fast and had um, just um, just amazing footwork. Yeah, uh, videotapes. Yeah, that makes us all feel old. Yeah. That's that's what we used <laughs> to do. Uh, random yeah. note, mate. You were born seven days before Dad played Country Origin in '97. He scored a try as well. Um, yeah. that's pretty cool. Was it a help having a dad that played, or or not really? Yeah, I think it was a big, um, it was a massive help um, coming to um, rugby league and playing rugby league. Yep. Um, just um, just gives me a few pointers every now and then, and I think um, it, help, it helped me along the way um, with my journey, yeah. Is Dad still running around in bush footy? And I've got <laughs> to ask, because I know he played deep into his 40s. Yeah. Um, no, nah, he's, he's, he's hung the boots up. Uh, he's done now, um, so he's um, expecting a few grandchildren. So I think he's he's had enough and he's 
he's just happy to watch us play. Yeah. There, there you go. Now, talented family. Your sister Candy was playing or plays. Um, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, she played with uh, the uh, Sydney Roosters, uh, the NRL wow. team. So she she had a season with them and um, she played the Indigenous All-Stars um, a few years as well, yeah. So she's she's a very talented um, foot, footy player and, um, yeah, she takes after that as well. Talented footy player, talented family, a bit of history there on Unfiltered. Will Kennedy, always a pleasure catching up, legend. We'll chat again Cheers. soon. Thank you. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered, the weekly watch. I'm going to take you back to round 25, 2019. It was the Bulldogs and the Broncos. It was the final home and away game of the season. The Bulldogs put a young kid on debut to play in the centres. That young kid, he joins us now. Morgan Harper joining the potty. What do you remember from the day, buddy? Uh, well, I remember like waking up in the morning just sort of Real nervous. Um, it had been a while uh, in the making to yeah. sort of do as as everyone does. They bide their time and and I guess work to that time or for that moment. And yeah, the day was a bit of a blur. So is the game kind of. But the the main thing I remember was just uh, all my family that showed up. Uh, they come from all over just to, for that one game. So that was pretty special. <laughs> And I also remember having to tackle uh, Tony Staggs the whole game. So first game was I had to defend against him, which which wasn't easy. Uh, he's he's pretty hard to tackle that fella. So, but no, nah, it was a good experience and something I'll definitely remember for for the rest of my life. Katoni was your opposing centre. Who was the back rower that was trying to belt you all game? Was it David Fafita or was it Matt Gillett? I was Matt Gillett as well. I was oh. going to say. He was. He got me a couple times, pretty good actually. So, um, yeah, it was good. Um, had two pretty big, uh, powerful guys yeah. coming at me. <laughs> but no, nah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, we managed to win that game too, and mm. it, to win that game, you know, sort of don't want to lose your debut, I guess. So, um, it was it was it was definitely a great experience, and winning it was sort of topped it off, I guess. Both uh, Nick Meaney. Hat-trick, maybe? Was that the game? I believe so. I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember too much about it. I was trying to um, talk to my missus about it, but um, we I think I remember the score was 28-14. Okay. The top. Um, but I remember Nick Meany crossing a few times because he was uh, my winger yeah. that game. I remember one time Popper cut the ball out past me and threw it to me and he scored in the corner and I thought I could have scored that. (laughs) Give us one on debut. Mate, you had an attempted goal that game and as I look through the history books, it's your only attempted goal so far in first grade. So sadly, you currently sit at 0-1. Someone soon has got to give you a chance to kick a goal. They can't leave you hanging on 0% surely. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's something I cop a bit of bit of stick for every now and then. Sort of my goal, especially some of my cousins and my mates and my NRL goal kicking records at zero percent, which you can't be worse than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe one day I'll be able to nudge one over and bump it up to 50%, but I'm not too worried about it. It's a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks for stopping in, mate. Great to chat. I look forward to doing it again soon. Cheers, mate. Would you like a personal message, something nice, something sweet, something highly inappropriate and downright rude? I can do that. I'm on Swish now, whatever your occasion, whatever the message, go to heyswish.com, Swish, S-W-Y-S-H. Go there and search Andy Raymond. Whatever you want, whenever you want, consider it done a cool and a different present for that special occasion or you don't even need an occasion. You might just want to give one of your mates a serve. Any episode, any time, our entire library, it doesn't date, so you can be sure that you can listen to anything at any time and it'll make sense. Here's an early story from one of the game's greats, the legendary Laurie Daly. Uh, I actually recall the lead-up uh, to me being in that team. Um, I think I played a couple of weeks beforehand the Bulldogs in the SG ball. Yep. And I'd scored a few tries. And, and in those days, because I was a contracted player, even though I was playing um, in Jersey Fleet and, and Bradley Clyde was playing in SG Ball, we had to turn up for training with the first grade team because on the Tuesday night, you'd have a club session. Yep. So, you know, the 23s, reserve grades, first grades, and anyone else that was contracted, young guys, they'd have to turn up and you train as a club. So I turned up on this particular night and I didn't know whether Wayne Bennett knew who I was or not. I just turned up every Tuesday for <laughs> six weeks, seven weeks, and, you know, no one had said anything to me. I just, you know, <laughs> ran around and did what I had to do. And, um, and um, Wayne sort of pulled me aside and he goes, uh, and, and I'd scored, yeah, a couple of tries against Canterbury. And he goes, how do you reckon you went on the weekend? And... And I had a really good game, but I wasn't going to say that to Wayne. I said, oh, you know, I went okay. I probably could have uh, done X, Y, and Z a little bit better. And Wayne, in the fashion uh, that only he can do, he said, well, if that's the best you got, he said, the Raiders are in some trouble, aren't they? And walked away. And I just went, wow, wow. Brutal. The coach doesn't like me here. And then about, I reckon, two weeks later, I, he picked me from, I, I think I progressed, I went to 23s, and then um, he, he selected me out of 23s into into the first grade side. So um, it all sort of happened pretty quickly and happened around origin time. So I think he was just obviously trying to keep my feet on the ground without letting me, you know, get too carried away and realising that, you know, I may have had some talent, but if you want to play first grade, then you're going to have to continue to work hard and it's not going to come easy to you. So, um, yeah, so he sort of put, put me back in my place a little bit and then sort of a couple of weeks later, just out of nowhere, sort of gave me an opportunity. I don't know what's a better one, that one or the Brent Tate story who we interviewed on the Legends series a few weeks back. And Brent was playing for the Broncos and was selected to make his Queensland debut. And they were at a presentation night with the Broncos when it was announced. And Wayne walked up to Tatey as the story goes and says, congratulations, but that's only four people's opinion, and turned and walked away. He was quite brutal at, at times, Wayne, but he was um, he was straight to the point and, and never... Uh, 
uh, mucked around with his words. But if you came back and you were proving him wrong, um, he admired that or he would be giving you some words of encouragement in his way uh, because he knew you had plenty of talent and you weren't utilising that talent. Love me some legend series. Let's rewind back to episodes 69, 70 and 71 and Michael Crocker. Who was the standout as a young fella? So as a kid that wasn't even on that, did you say Tatey then? Yeah. Oh, so Tatey was actually a year, he was a year or two below us and playing up and he was the standout. Was he? He was the best of us all. Dane, Dane and um, – so – Ben Jones and Craig Frawley were outstanding as well. Yep. Um, Frawls was hilarious because he would just, especially in school rugby, we all there was four of us at the same school playing school rugby as well. So he would run through the line and then just look around for the fullback. We had a fast fullback because he didn't <laughs> want to run. Um, and yeah, so he and Jones, you were playing. Ben Jones were playing Super League Seventeens for the Bronx. Um, but then yeah, Dane was obviously a big freakish. Athlete, but yeah, Tatey was the kid that single-handedly won our 18s grand final and things like that. He was a, he was a super talent. In the Broncos catchment area, how and why the Sydney Roosters for your first crack at NRL footy? Right, let's, let's go back to the, so do you know how our coaches were for that 17s team? No. So Mark Murray and Anthony Griffin. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So talk about my coaches, right? So I had Ross Henricks, then we had um, that guy Brian Winnie, I said, who was a really good influence on me. Um, and then we had Muppet and Hook, and then went into uh, my first year at Colts. The first grade coach was Neil Wharton, who was a, a yes. BRL rep player. I think he might have played somewhere else as well, but he was a you know, well-known footy player. And then Alex Corvo took over the year after as head coach, and he's obviously one of the most renowned Strength and conditioning trainers. Yeah. I actually got really big under his because we are doing all these programs. It was all upper body, which he obviously loved. If you know who Alex Corvo yeah. is and you've seen him, big upper body, very skinny legs. So there's a big focus yeah, on Yeah, he's that. the gym guy with the, the, the big traps <laughs> and the big arms. Yeah, but so like, yeah, like I, I mentioned, you know, my, my coaching history was phenomenal. Another Queenslander here and a bloke I got all the time in the world for. Injury cut short his career, but boy – did he leave a mark? Ethan Lowe from episodes 133 and 134. What do you recall of that tackle? Yeah, it was uh, it was, uh, it was a bit um, innocuous sort of thing, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I was just carrying off our own line and um, I was trying to get down and get a play of the ball and end up sort of getting in an awkward position and um, getting someone put a bit of weight on the back of my neck and I could just feel the same thing that happened the first time, um, just sort of numbness go through my whole body and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I sort of figured straight away I sort of knew what was going on. You did know straight away? Yeah, I tried to get through a bit of footy after that to just, like, see how it was, mm. how it was. But, um, yeah, I was just – I didn't feel right. Yeah. What goes through your mind when you get back to the dressing room? Did you know? Uh, yeah, I pretty much knew. I spoke to um, Doc and Physio and organised MRI and just said, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what it is. But, yeah, um, obviously, you know, mentally I was, you know, down after that because I sort of knew straight away. But, um, you know, I was still holding out hope that it wasn't going to be too bad. Um and, yeah, went and got MRI the next day and then end up getting a call off the specialist saying, mate, this is pretty bad, we're going to get into surgery. You didn't actually get to the meeting with the specialist. They rang you and yeah. said, hey, 
yeah, mate, so come in. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so we'd booked – we had the scan on the – I think it was Sunday we had a scan. I had a specialist because well, we were going to get a few opinions and stuff and go from there. Yep. And um, I had a meeting with one of the specialists on the Tuesday and it got to Sunday night and he said, mate, come in tomorrow. <laughs> he goes, it's pretty bad, come in tomorrow pretty much. Um so then, yeah, we were in um, first thing in the morning, 7.30, whatever it was, to see him and then was in for surgery that afternoon. It's awesome to be teaming up with Retro Rugby League videos, a Facebook page for the hardcore and tragic footy fan just like us. From the old Commonwealth Bank Cup to first grade, the collection of videos weekly is insane. Check them out, legends. Go to Facebook and simply search Retro Rugby League Videos. You'll love it. How good is Jason Taumalolo, but have we seen the best of him? How loose is BJ Leilua? And what was Michael Morgan or Blake Austin like as young footballers? One guy qualified to answer all of the above played with these three in the 2009 Australian schoolboys side. In fact, he was the captain of the side from the Endeavour Sports High in the Shire. Cameron King, you know these blokes very well. Were they always going to be superstars even back then? Hey, mate, yeah, it's, um, you know, they, they always were. They were going to be uh, first grade footballers. You could see it, you know, from a young, early age and, um, especially Jason Tamalolo, obviously what he's done in the game so far has been great. And um, if I remember correctly, he made the under-15s team the year before. Oh, wow. And then 2009, he jumped straight into our team and was easily one of the best players. So um, he obviously had a bright future ahead of him at that age. Um, and Joey Leilua, you know, I think a year later, went on to play in the NRL grand final. Um, and obviously Morgo and Blake Austin have had great careers as well so far and, and still plying their trade. Was Jace Tomalolo the man-child? Was he a, a huge unit as a young bloke? Yeah, he was just about the biggest in our team. So we were all 17 turning 18, and I think he just turned 16. Wow. Uh, and he was doing his thing, playing a very similar game back then and, and basically demolishing defensive lines? Yeah, he had that size and footwork. Um, I think he came off the bench... And was obviously a, a very big impact player, but yep. um, you know he, he was running around how he is now, dominating the NRL. He was doing that at sixteen. What about BJ? Was he still a bit of a worry all those years ago? Was he a loose unit as a young fella? Yeah, he was. He was. I, I sort of known Joey since I was about twelve. Um, we played some junior footy together, okay. and then lucky enough to link back up at Endeavour uh, when I was about fifteen. So. I've known him a long time. I know what makes him tick and, and how to get the best out of him. And, um, yeah, he's always been a bit loose. But, um, you know, if you can rein that in and, you know, on the field as well, once he got going, he was pretty hard to stop. Mate, that's the key, isn't it? Be, he might be a bit loose and he might be a bit different and you might have to rein it in. But somewhere there, there is a very special football talent. Yeah, definitely. And and we've seen it, you know, for lots of years now and, mm. Um, you know, if he can get his mind right and his body right, he's um, pretty hard to stop. I remember that year he had with the Raiders, him and Jordan Rapana, they were unstoppable. And um, You know, that's Joey at his best. It certainly is. What about uh, young Michael Morden? Morgan? I know he played a lot of positions. What position was he back in, in school days? 
so I think Morgan was playing in the halves. Yep. Um, and I think he was probably Queensland's best player that year. And I think, unfortunately, he, he made the team and then had to pull out due to injury, uh, which then brought Blake Austin in. So Blake ended up coming into the team and substituting with me. So I played a bit of hooker um, and also played a bit in the halves. Oh, interesting. Now, 09, was that the year that the Australian school side played at home? You didn't tour, but you played at home against a combined Great Britain community school side and you gave them two awful touch-ups. Yeah, we, we obviously didn't know what sort of team they were bringing, but um, looking back on it, it was probably wasn't a, a strong Great Britain team. Yep. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to travel overseas, but we got to check out uh, Canberra and St. Mary's in Penrith. So <laughs> we did a, a bit of a tour there, but um, yeah, it was good. Like, we had a really good team and we ended up you know putting some really good scores on, which was nice. Mate, you're a footy nerd. And I say that really nicely. You've watched a heap of schoolboys before and after you. Who's the best schoolboy footballer you've seen? Oh, gee, that's that's tough. Um, we actually had a guy on our team, Marpelli Morso. Um, okay. He, yeah, he, he's running around the Q Cup. Yep. And um, and I remember watching him at the Australian Trials. He was a freak. Uh, he was playing fullback. And he was easily the best player of the tournament. And he was probably the best player in our team as well. So just speaking from our team, um, yeah, he was probably number one. But obviously, there's been a lot over the years. It's hard to pinpoint. Mate, you're related to Greg Alexander. Have you seen the old videos of, of Brandy doing his thing? Because he doesn't mind pulling the videos out and showing any guests to the house. Yeah, I have uh, I have seen all these um, highlights over the years. and. He was probably one that was, um, you know, a schoolboy freak and obviously went on to do great things at the Panthers too. Cameron King, thanks for dropping in, buddy. Chat soon. Thanks, mate. Hey, legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances voice recordings and more the opportunities are limited only by your imagination you set the terms unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small we'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want how you want and when you want next week we could be promoting you right here Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. is serious shit we just need to know yes it's serious shit we need to know time and joining us from the warriors is back rower josh curran how are you legend i'm good mate how are you yeah going going good mate this got nothing about footy but geez it entertains me let's rip in cardio or weights um, cardio, mate. I think, um, yeah, I'm a cardio man, not a weights man. Okay. Some people can see that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a cardio man every day of the week. Pie or sausage roll? Oh, um, no, I'm a pie man. New phone or new clothes? 
Um, nah, probably new clothes. Bath or shower? Shower. I remember. Um, but yeah, shower. Mum, mum, um, used to put me in the bath all the time to make me relax. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably scarred from baths now. Okay, cats or dogs? No, nah, uh, dogs. On Instagram, post or story? Um. Nah, I'm a, probably yeah more of a story man. I don't really post uh, post much. Okay, story guy. Socks or pants? What goes on first? Pants. Okay. Summer or winter? Ooh, nah, I'm a, I'm a summer guy. Yeah, me too. Rambo or Rocky? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Probably Rambo. He's. I don't know. I've seen his movies and he's a nutcase. Yeah, he's the, he's the <laughs> he man. He does not care. Okay, Sunday Arvo. Should it be spent with the mates or the missus? No, mates for sure. Bingo. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Um. Oh, see this one? Uh, I don't know. To me, uh, I probably wouldn't put it on pizza, but if it was on pizza, I'd probably just eat it, to be honest. Still eat it. What's your go-to pizza, mate? Um, either pepperoni or supreme. Bingo. Favorite Will Ferrell movie? If you're a fan, um, locked up. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, pajamas or nude? Um, nah, pajamas. Okay. Let's go into the dunny. Folder or scruncher? Nah, definitely folder. Good man, good man. You do have some issues, but thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it, buddy. Cheers, mate. Having a bet on the state of origin? Top this. Top Sport gives you top odds on hundreds of markets for the blockbuster game, including head-to-head, margins, tri-scorers, and much, much more. And they'll let you on for plenty. Get your heart racing and get behind your beloved Blues or Magnificent Maroons with Top Sport. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. And if you join, use the promo code UNFILTERED. You will be treated like a king. The top dog from Top Sport has joined us, Tristan Merlihan. Origin Al Markets, 400 of them or thereabouts for Origin, mate. That is enormous. Yeah. G'day, mate. It's, uh, it's exciting time of the, uh, <clears throat> the year where we're into Origin 2. We've got Queensland 1-0 up in the series, so plenty of spring in my step. And, uh, yeah, it's been a very good betting game. The crew have been putting a lot of uh, work into getting a stack of markets up for this game. And, uh, yeah, at the moment, the head-to-head betting has New South Wales nice and short. They're $1.70. Queensland 218 and the Lions two and a half. There has been a push for New South Wales since we opened betting once those teams were announced. Plus, punters can submit, make sure I got this right, punters can submit their own origin markets and you guys will price up the best requests. Is that right? Absolutely. So jump onto our Facebook or our, or our Twitter page and pop on there the, uh, the requests that you'd like to see us get up on the website. We're going to put them all up over the weekend. Uh, so get them up to us by uh, probably close of business Friday or early Saturday. Yep. We'll pop up the best ones. Obviously, there's a few limitations on what we can and can't offer by the NRL, but anything that we can and we think is going to generate some interest, I'll get the crew on there and uh, pricing things up. It, 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 we did it for game one yep. and there were some, some unique ones. There were some good ones. One that's actually come through that I quite like is anyone that, wasn't uh, wasn't in game one, but it's in game two to score a try, which uh, we'll, we'll certainly price that one up. I think that's a good market. That is. Uh, there's uh, a team to 
team to win uh, and score a try in the last 15 minutes. So plenty of good ones. You come up come up with some in- interesting thoughts and uh, I'm sure you'll like it if we can get the market up on the website for you. Limited only by your imagination. Now we move on to the free bet the top sport is giving unfiltered weekly for charity. I suck on the free bet for charity. I've handed the decision-making wholly and solely to you. What do you come up with, mate? Well, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to go for a, a three-leg. I reckon there might be a few points in in this game. I think the dry track over there in Perth, uh, Arvo yeah. conditions, even though it's in nighttime, I think it'll be a reasonably free-flowing match. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a treble of uh, players to score a try for us. Yep. I think Murray... To a luggy is a really good player. I'm very excited to see him into that into that side for the Maroons. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Valentine Holmes. I think that combination will be red hot as well. And then for New South Wales fans, I'm not going to be completely biased. I'm going to throw James Tedesco in as well to score a try. So that'll get us to $21.29, the three players there to score a try. I reckon there's a big chance that those three boys cross over. Okay, Murray Tulungi, Valentine Holmes, James Tedesco, $21.29. Outrageous. Three-leg multi, we are doing it for charity. Topsport.com.au or you can download the app. Use Unfiltered as your promo code and you're away. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's start with the dual international, Matty Rogers. Last one, Matty the Dragon. Favourite footballing moment of dad that you've seen on video? Oh, I remember he scored a try against New Zealand. Um, yes. Where he sort of just comes through the middle and just does this swerving run and runs away from the, the fullback and the winger who's in pursuit of him. And he just makes him look like snails. I mean, yep. he was just that quick. And I just just such a gifted athlete. And I just love... Loved watching him play and yeah, blessed to uh, be able to follow in his footsteps somewhat. Next up, the great man, Will Hopawadi. Mrs. 32 from Sinclair asks, playing with a famous surname, was it a help or a hindrance? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think if you know my old man, he wasn't uh, the, the most uh, well-behaved man out in society. <laughs> and so, uh, look, I think I think it brought, you know, brought attention because it is a, you know, a household rugby league name, yeah. and um, at the same time, you know, I, I wasn't too phased by it. Um, I think as I was younger, I felt a bit of pressure. You know, of, mm. you know, my old man, you know, made first grade, and here I was coming through the juniors. There was kind of the expectation that I had to play first grade, but um, I just yeah, try to do me as best as I could, and uh, yeah, thankfully it's helped me you know play a number of years in the NRL. Mate, you did you superbly. Not a tougher gig in the game than a young front rower trying to establish himself against the old hardheads. From the Dragons, Blake Laurie has joined me on the podcast, mate. The first time against the old blokes, do they still test out the young fellas? Without a doubt, they definitely do. They've got to assert their dominance. They've been in the game for for a long time. Some of them played two fifty. Some played more. You know what I mean? They like to uh, they like to show the young fellows up and give them a give them a kind of a, a welcome to grade sort of thing. 
um, I like to say. So, yeah, definitely, they definitely try and not bully him, but let him know what it takes and let him know that, on, that they are still the big dogs in this league. Exactly. You're still a pup, 25, I think. You're still learning your craft as a as a prop forward? Yeah, definitely. I'm still learning each and every day. I think if you if you stop learning, that's when you get found out in the game. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer. You've got to learn every day. You've got to keep um, adding stuff to your game and and learning more about your position, doing reviews and previews and all that stuff. If you if you stop doing that, you're going to get found out sooner rather than later in this game. It's a it's the toughest toughest sport in the world, I believe, especially in the position I play. So um, and then, and then if you don't go, you don't set a platform or go forward for your for your money, men, you get you get in trouble off the coach, and then your your team's not going too well. Hundred percent, and it is the toughest game in the world. We, we've always got to remember that, mate. Speaking of tough, what is the toughest part of learning the art of being a prop? I guess it's the week in, week out um, demands of playing the the front row position. I believe um, it took me. It took me a good two years to sort of establish my my spot in in in, a, in the first grade system. I think I played six games my first year, and then nine my second year, and then after that, um, I sort of established my mm. myself in the proposition. But um, just to it's just the little things like the week in week out. Like every game's different, every yeah. team's different. You have a different game plan. You have a different so like one team might just roll the middle. And then the other team might just roll the edges and all that stuff. Everything's every every team's different. Um, they they obviously um, and once you once you start playing a bit more a bit more first grade, they work out your weaknesses and, and your strengths sort of thing. And then you got to then you got to adapt. You got to work on your weaknesses a lot more. And then you got to make your strengths even stronger if you know what I mean. But yeah, it's, it's a, I the most challenging thing for myself was the week in week out the demands yeah. of playing this contact and the way I play. I don't have too much footwork and. I like to put my body on the line, so my, my shoulders and my, my ribs and all that stuff were, were quite sore for the for, throughout the first 30, 40 games, but now you sort of establish yourself and you I've already sort of established myself and I know what it takes and know how to do the extra recovery and all that stuff now. The pretty boys out in the centres and the wingers, you know, they're probably at their best as younger guys, as faster guys. I've been told front rowers really start coming into their own late 20s even you know up to 30 when they they know the tricks they've learnt their craft uh their body is physically capable mate that um that means the next five or, or eight years look really good for you ideally that's my that's my biggest plan or that's my biggest goal sort of thing is hopefully the next five to eight years will be my best years you know what I mean? I'm a strong believer in the same thing. Like, uh, you don't hit your side and you strap to the front roller mm. until your mid 20s to late 20s, even early 30s, as you said. But yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm 25 now. I've played 79 in a row games, and I'm ready to I'm ready to sort of step up and being being the go to that next tier in the in the front roll to that next level. Um, and hopefully, um, I can do that this year with the Dragons. Um, but yeah, I, they don't. I, I guess it's different for outside backs there. So naturally physically and faster and, yeah. and all that stuff but early 20s and front rollers take a while because it's a hard I, I, I don't know what the science is behind it or what the philosophy is behind it but it is very different and, and it is, it's, it's proven that sort of front rollers and middle forwards don't really start hitting their, their prime till mid to late 20s early 30s if you know what I mean Great insight big fella look forward to chatting again soon Thanks mate have a good one up the middle. 
Plays it back for Crocker again, and this time to the boot of Brett. Oh, Fiddler. Oh, he's been taken a couple of times. Hey, hey. Fiddler's bleeding from a gash above the left eye. He has been hammered by Corpu. Like a nasty head clash. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's just a charge down. Play on. Tell you what, there's got to be some suspicion about the Villa Santi. In what way? Well, it just looked like he deliberately headbutted. Brad Fittler was in the twilight of his career, a beloved player. You didn't have to support the Roosters to like what Freddie brought to the game. He was, many believe, taken out during the game. You stood up for your teammates legally, fairly, and physically. Is that a, a tackle that you remember, the, the, the shot on Richard Villasanti? I do, yeah. And uh, in a way, I, I, I thought New Zealand were on top of that point. And uh, in a way, you know, him doing that really uh, brought us together and yeah. really, really, we, we flicked a the switch then when we needed that. So, you know, Villasanti, if he hadn't done that, you know, it could have been a different result. But when he did that, you know, we didn't really say a great deal of forwards. We just looked at each other. And you, you just know you have that, um, you know, a bit of a, um, you know, what the other players are thinking. Yeah. And we just thought, right, we're, we're going we're gonna to sort him out. But what our uh, intensity and our uh, aggression levels knocked up a notch after that. And then it was all on after that. But it was, uh, but it, but it was a great bit of theatre for the uh, for the <laughs> for the spectators. And it was, uh, it was great that that fired us up. But it was just, uh, just another little. Uh, another little story of the, uh, of the of the of the main game, but it was uh, it was great. He says great. Well, he was great. The legend Adrian Morley. There, if you haven't yet, uh, make sure you check out the Adrian Morley two part interview on the Legend series. It is an absolute beauty. Let's go from a Brit to a Kiwi. Here's Kevin Proctor. What's a leader? In my house, it's the missus. She says, I do. Kevy Proctor is also married with a young family. You know that shit all too well. Don't pretend you're in charge at home, mate. But at the footy club, what do you consider a leader? What's a leader's role? Um, a leader's role, well, leading by example on and off the field. Yep. Um, doing, doing all the right things at training and, and, and preparing as well as you can to, to I know, show all the young guys that, this is what you got to do to be an NRL player. Um, yeah, we've, we've got a few leaders at our club that are doing the right thing. Even Tino, such a young guy, he's, he's got a uh, he's got a great work ethic, and he's uh, he's leading on on the field by example as well. So he's uh, he's doing a really good job. Who did you learn your leadership skills from? Who who did you look to as a young fella, mate? He's I. Like when I was down in Melbourne, I really uh, admired uh, Hoffy. Yeah, because you know, he he he, um, he really helped me out in my younger years. He played in the same position. He um, had that hard work ethic, and I suppose he was easy to talk to. He was really approachable as well. Yeah. As a young guy, it's pretty intimidating uh, going up to some of the older guys and asking them for help. And like I, I had. Uh, I was lucky. I had a fair few um, good leaders at that club. That, geez, like I was a bit spoiled for for options, you know, because I had Smithy, and Coops, um, Billy, Billy Slater, Hoffy, and even like Adam Blair and Sikamanu. Yeah, like all those guys on the, the 
Islander, like Polynesian side, it was really easy to, to learn off them as well because um, I suppose we're, we're all from New Zealand and it was easy to have a conversation with them. But I really latched on to Hoffy when, when we were down there. He was, um, like I said, he was really approachable. Uh, really helped me out with uh, a few things on and off the field. And, uh, yeah, he, he was probably the most influential guide that I had down in Melbourne. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature in conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry. We're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. The unfiltered crew will be in the Hunter region Monday the 27th of June and selling T-shirts and having a coldie with you as well. At 9.30am, we'll be with the legends at Aussie Meats, Sandgate Road at Shortland before hitting the road to the Horse and Jockey Hotel in Singleton for midday. After drooling over Aussie Meats two bones, might actually rip into one here for lunch for an hour. Reckon we'll be thirsty by about 3pm. Good timing for our appearance at the Chelmsford Hotel in Curry Curry for a beer and a bet. Then it's off to the Black Butt Hotel in New Lambton for another coldie with the legends there and some dinner. We're selling T-shirts to raise money for the Lismore flood victims. Come along, say good day, and you could make a massive difference. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. Every week on the Weekly Watch, we want you to have your say. And how we do that, our good mate Dane at Clarkie's RL column all over social media comes up with a call weekly. You can agree, you can disagree. We want your responses to debate. Um, Clarkie joins us. Mate, what is Clarkie's call this week? G'day, Andy and listeners. I thought with Rep Round, I'll go an international theme call for this week. Um, and it's a bit of a long one, but uh, bear with me, listeners. We've got, we need to get the international game to a standard where players can only represent one nation. However, to get there, we must, number one, introduce a biannual Youth World Cup under 23s. Two, stop allowing Australia to offer 30000 per game and make match payments the same across all nations. And number three, my most controversial one, first-tier nations players, England and New Zealand, that are eligible for state of origin should also be allowed to play. Example, a New Zealand-born Kiwi-eligible player who moves to New South Wales or Queensland before they are 13 can pay for their state and country. What do you think, Andy? Um, I think I think a lot of it's got a lot of merit now. Just flicking through Facebook and Instagram, did you cop a little bit for, for number three but a lot of support for one and two? Yeah, number three was the one people were really against. Okay. They sort of say, you know, if you play Origin, you must, you're therefore putting your hand up to represent Australia. And I think that's probably really accurate in years gone by. But at present, um, I just look at the league at present, and there's over 50% of people playing with Polynesian blood, yep. which gives a lot of variety in who they can represent. So um, I, I do get the people's point. Um, it could be counterproductive to even go down that path. And I will admit, of my three points, number three is the one that I'm least passionate about. Number one and two are the ones I really like. Okay, I'm going to start with something from Facebook from Bert Cardwell from Auckland, New Zealand. I think that's important. All nations apart from Oz just organise their own international competitions, leaving Oz with just origin as that's all they care about. 
It is very true. Uh, um, speaking completely honest truth here, and whether people want to accept this or not, people, players care more about state of origin than, than they do the international game. Where we see players withdraw from representing countries, we would never see for the Maroons or Blues. Um, and it's unfortunate, but that's that's just the reality of the situation. Ollie Love, 27 from Instagram, says, I agree with all points apart from the origin one. From a Kiwi fan, I don't think you're a true Kiwi if you rep an Australian side. Yeah, a little bit of national loyalty there. Billy Stevens on Facebook says, State of origin should always be about selection for the Australian team. Yes, there's players who've played international footy before origin, but that's more to do with timing than anything. Would be interesting to see how the match payments evening out would affect players' allegiance. I think uh, I think I like what Billy has just said there, and, and he said it quite succinctly. He has, and to follow on from that point, this one's another really good one. Uh, Berth Sheath eighty five on Instagram. He said, "This is a stupid rule. It will turn out like rugby union, where big nations like Australia and New Zealand will dominate." If this happens, no one will follow the NRL anymore. Um, I disagree with some points mm. there. And the big point I w- uh, that I'd like to point out with that comment is I've, I do believe if you are eligible for Samoa and Australia, by example, and both nations can only offer the exact same match, we will see players genuinely turn their back on Australia and, and they would choose to represent either the Kiwis or Samoa. The big ticket item at the moment, Andy, is... Number one, I think if you're Australian, the $30,000 payment. Mm. And I think for the Kiwis, it's, well, I can represent uh, some of my other Pacific Island heritage and still play Origin. So I'm not interested in the Kiwis. I think if we can just get it to a flat payment, no matter who you play for, we'll really start to see it even out a little bit. Following on from that, spot on with the match payments, the chance for a few 30K paydays would be super tempting compared to potentially multiple, significantly smaller payments for a different country. That's from Patrick Robinson, who's a top fan of yours on Facebook, Clarky. How does one become a top fan? Because, you know, my social media knowledge is dog shit. From my understanding, it's those that interact most with the page, like, share, um, comment. Um, and what's ironic is I've actually had a few top fans give it to me before and I say, oh, come on, <laughs> this isn't the, uh, the name of the game. But um, here we find ourselves, Andy. I think it's a wonderful call in the fact that it opens up such robust debate. Uh, it allows the fans, and the fans are rugby league, and it's one thing that I haven't forgotten in 32 years. It's not the NRL. It's not the broadcasters. It's not even the clubs and the players. It's the fans game. But it allows the fans to think laterally and voice their opinion we could literally go on for hours about this and the the different suggestions the different thought trains uh i I think there is a lot of merit in what you've said and probably even more merit in a lot of our responses mate and just to wrap it all up andy and put the chair on top of all this i want to say the international game at present is awesome i'm simply suggesting some ways i think it could be even better, but I love it. Love your passion too, mate. Hey, where can we find you if they already haven't? All over social media, guys, under Clarkie's Rugby League column. If you want daily footy content, I've got it in abundance. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird-ass as you like. 
funniest weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. Yep, if you're enjoying the podcast and the content, the greatest thing you could do for us is leave a five-star rating on the app you're listening on and even write a review. That'd be enormous. Takes 30 seconds. This week's free unfiltered trucker's cap for the best review goes to Donna Elliott, For a wonderful review, thank you muchly. You've made our week with your kind words. The cap is on its way. We've got the great Corey Waddell of the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in for a complete stitch-up. Mate, in 30 (laughs) years' time, which of your teammates, either current or former, will be playing golf six days a week? Playing golf six days a week. I'm going to go with Jake Trebojevic, mate. He loves his golf. And um, I think once he retires, um, that'll be him for six days a week, which will be great. Is he any good <laughs> or does he just love it? No, nah, he, go, he goes good as well. So, you know, once he plays for six days a week, I'm sure he'll get even better. Who's going to own a TAB? Oh, that'll be me mate Jed, me roommate. Yeah. Um, he, lo- he loves the punt. Um, but, you know, he's, he, um, I think he'll either own a TAB or own a racehorse. So not sure yet. <laughs> Who's, who's going to be still single at uh, 60 years of age? Uh, me mate, Kate Ellis. Uh, I play with him at Penrith. He's at Dragons now. Yeah. Um, bit of a stitch up, but no, he's a good bloke. And um, he he's um, not sure about his chat with the women, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is a stitch up. <laughs> who's going to have their own seat at the end of the bar? Just be the bar fly. The Barfly, I've gone with me, mate. Um, Hevro, Madman Hevro. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously loves getting on the beers, and um, I'm sure I'll see him down at the pub, the same spot every weekend. What about still watching their career highlights? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, he, he'd go pretty close to it. Hevro as well. Maybe me mate Ruben Garrick, me old roommate Ruben Garrick from Manly. Yeah, that's a good one for he wouldn't Ruby. Mind, he, he wouldn't mind watching his highlights. <laughs> Who do you reckon – is going to be the absolute multi with a dozen different houses and properties. Oh, I think um, I'm going to go with Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Loves it. He'd be the smart investor. <laughs> what about- yeah, he's all right. He's me good mate, so I'm allowed to throw him up. Oh, absolutely you are. <laughs> what about the one guy that would still be blowing up that his contract should have been bigger? Oh, geez. I don't know. That's tough. Um I'm going to go with Ruben again, just because I love to hear him complain at home. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for dropping in, mate. No worries. Thank you. Something a little different this week. We've spoken to countless superstars about their injuries, their rehab, and how well they get looked after by the club and the specialists. But what if you're not a full-time professional. Joining us is Jaden Guganowski. Quick intro, mate. Welcome to the podcast to start with. Quick intro, um, where do you play and what's happened? Yeah, mate. So uh, my name's Jaden. I'm a 21-year-old full-time worker now. I I initially played for uh, Mounties, Mount Pritchard, down here in Sydney um, in the A-grade Division 1 as a winger fullback. Late May last year, I, I tore my ACL and have uh, been waiting for surgery ever since. COVID, wrong time for you, mate. You are still on the waiting list. Yeah, mate. Yeah, still on the waiting list. Um, 
hopefully I get an indication in the next month or two, but um, it's been a long mm-hmm. time coming and with lockdown and whatnot, uh, it was very, very poor timing. I mean, a month after mm-hmm. I tore it, um, we went into lockdown, elective surgery stopped. So they recommenced February this year and um, yeah, still waiting with the backlog, but um, remaining optimistic. You're 21, you're doing it for the love of the game. You'd love an opportunity to be graded somewhere, but you're doing it for the love of the game at this stage. The professionals get treated so well by the clubs. They get treated so well by the specialists. How is it when you do your ACL? You you know it's going to be a 12-month period of of rehab. Are you able to get much support around you from from club, from organisations, or is it pretty much on you? Well, first of all, rightly so, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, they're full-time workers. These footy players, they deserve the best care. Yep. Um, I've, I've loved the game since since birth. I mean, uh, I know it's very cliche, but, you know, um, I've been playing the game since I was four or five years old and, and it is for the love of the game, but I also still have a dream to one day play NRL. Yep. Um, I initially took a few years out to to study and focus on my studies and coming back uh, last year was um, really, really sort of inspiring for myself because yeah. I figured out my passion again. Um, yeah, so I guess now that I, I know what, what comes with with the game, it's a very physical game. It can be violent at times, and it's actually ironic that the the injury was sustained without anybody touching me. Um, so I, I guess that it's a, it's a matter of you know being patient and and knowing that I've I've been down before. I can get back up again and and still chase that dream of mine. It is ridiculous how many ACLs over the years I've seen that no one is touching the player. It's just giving way, giving out, whether it's uneven ground, whether it's fatigue, whether it's a million things. But so many times, mate, it, it happens just like that with with no one touching you. You're on the wait list at the moment. Uh, COVID's played havoc with your surgery. Mate, we hope you are able to get into surgery, get this sorted, and we would love to see you back playing footy again. Uh, let's not be too optimistic and say this year but let's say next year and mate when you do get back be sure to drop in and say good day again and let us know how it goes yeah definitely andy thank you so much for the opportunity mate it means a lot ah take a breath and enjoy it the footy is on and your weekend is sorted enjoy the game order a pizza grab a coldie go hard on a five-leg multi and don't forget as always back pikey in the last (laughs) 